1: Hello chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard uh, Today uh, we're starting on the 8th Doctor movie The Paul McGann movie from 1996 um, This could go for a while because it goes forever <laughs> Okay, so we start off with um, the Master being executed on Skaro, clearly by the Daleks. I don't know anyone else who lives there, and I don't know why they've suddenly become the bosses of justice, um, unless Skaro unless has turned into, like, the Judge Dread world... Uh- <laughs> It's just like, well, they seem the most efficient at it. Um, Anyway, the Master is executed uh, and uh, the Doctor is asked to transport his remains. It was the Master's last wish. It's very weird. It's a really weird, odd prologue uh, with Paul McGann narrating it. which is kind of harking back to the start of The Deadly Assassin where Tom Baker narrates the little prologue as the words go up. We don't get the words here. We just get pictures. Um, And then uh, we get the huge orchestral opener with the TARDIS flying through space and the gigantic 3D Doctor Who title uh, using the kind of like the typeface design from the John Pertwee era. And this became like you know the doctor who logo until what two years ago like it it was it was the logo for old school doctor who and uh yeah it's 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 been the logo for a very long time uh so uh, yeah i do love the orchestral opener though it's kind of exciting uh then we're uh inside the tardis uh it's Sylvester McCoy is looking much older, like I guess it's what seven eight years since he played the doctor last uh he digs up his old sonic screwdriver and locks a little casket thing um and there's a lot of exposition going on uh anyway he locks the the master's remains in this weird little casket and is listening to. Some cheap production music, I think meant to sound like Billie Holiday. Uh, Anyway, he's listening to an old gramophone uh, and reading HG Wells and then... The record skips, the gramophone record skips on the word time several times, um, which is a little on the nose, frankly. But that's not the first time we'll have something on the nose in this uh, movie, I can tell you. Um, Then uh, the teacup, the doctor's drinking a cup of tea, sitting in his big chair in his cavernous gigantic TARDIS. Like, before now, the TARDIS was just like kind of like a room with, you know, odd walls and then you could go off into corridors. But this is the first time we get to see a gigantic cavernous TARDIS. I mean, they're all like that now. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this is humongous and it's got, uh, you know stone masonry walls and it's huge big iron struts everywhere. I really, I love this TARDIS design by the way. Um so, the Doctor's teacup goes all Jurassic Park and starts bouncing around. Uh and then we see that goo has leaked out of the casket. The casket is snapped in half. There's dramatic music going on. Um, and then the goo goes into the console uh, and causes a critical timing malfunction. Uh And there's an emergency landing, and then the doctor sees the busted casket with some goo hanging out of it. Uh, So, then we have an establishing shot of Chinatown in San Francisco, 1999. That's on the screen, San Francisco, 1999. I'm not that clever. Uh I'm not that good at identifying cities. Um I mean they probably show the Golden Gate Bridge, do they? I don't think I don't know if they do. They might do. Who knows? Uh there's some gang business going on, uh some kids running down alleys in Chinatown. Uh and then a car chases them and they're on the other side of a fence, so they'd seem fine from the car, but they shoot at it anyway. They're all shooting guns. Uh these these gang kids seem a little bit laissez faire when it comes to Uh, firearms. But anyway, we're in America. (laughs) They've got lots of guns. And then after the car drives off, they're all laughing and like, ah, ha, ha, we've scared off those guys. And then some other gang members, I guess a rival gang, reveal that they've been hiding in rubbish. Uh, (laughs) Just hanging out in the rubbish. And they start shooting at them with machine guns uh, and... One of the kids is cornered and then suddenly the TARDIS materializes in front of him. It's very strange. Uh, there's wind blowing up everywhere. Um, the doctor steps out of the TARDIS and he's shot uh, by the machine gun guys. It's b- b- interesting way to to go um and then uh the kid sees that his friends are dead doesn't seem to really care about it but he's quite concerned about the doctor having been shot it's, uh, this kid's motivations are very strange uh anyway the doctor's like oh there's a timing malfunction um and then we see the goo leaking out of the keyhole i'm going to call him the snot master because <laughs> it's the master's remains and he looks like a booger <laughs> So the snot, <laughs> the snot master starts leaking out of the keyhole. Next thing you see, we're in an ambulance. By the way, the kid goes, says to the doctor, oh, I'm going to get you an ambulance. Doesn't leave him. Doesn't go anywhere. Just hears some sirens coming and then calls out. And then mysteriously, the next thing you know, they're in the ambulance. I, I don't understand the, how any of that happened. Um, like They've kind of overexplained explained a lot of things in this episode, but not that. Uh <laughs> very strange. Um, anyway, uh, they're they're in an ambulance and, uh, Eric Roberts, uh, is playing the ambulance driver. Eric Roberts, of course, the brother of Julia Roberts. Um, and I think, was he nominated for an Oscar? Like when he was quite young, he was in some film with John Voight. Something about a train. Anyway, um, you know, he had some cachet at the time. Like he was kind of the big headline of this of this made-for-TV movie. Um, so, in the ambulance, the kids signed some papers uh, calling the Dr. John Smith, not for the first time. Uh, he doesn't know that, though. And then, suddenly, the doctor's in an episode of AR, uh, just being wheeled down corridors. It's the 90s. People are wearing scrubs and yelling. It's just... You know, I expect Dr. Green to come around the corner at any moment or George Clooney to pop his head up. Nurse Hathaway is just there. Um, I've been watching ER. It was on the Channel 9 app, so I was watching a lot of it. Uh, they've taken away now, though. It might be back. I don't know. I haven't checked the Channel 9 app in ages. Um, anyway, the snot master is slithering around in the ambulance while uh, the doctor's being wheeled around corridors. Uh, they're having a look at his x-ray and there's two hearts. Uh, and one of the medicos goes, oh, it's a double exposure. Um, he doesn't say it like that. That's me. That's <laughs> me doing John Michael House and <laughs> as a doctor in Doctor Who. Um, it's a double exposure. Um, and then the snot, master, the snot master goes into the ambulance driver's sleeve of his jacket. Um, I guess because it's warm. He looks a bit like a wormy. Snake thing now that's not master uh so they're they're looking at the doctor on the table, they're removing his bullets, and they're got, no, oh, we're going to need a cardiologist because he's heart's not calming down. Yeah, because there's two of them. Uh, and one of them goes, oh, well, Amazing Grace is on call. Next thing you know, we see Amazing Grace. Uh, we're at the opera and uh, Grace, uh, clearly it's meant to be Grace, uh, Amazing Grace is crying at Madame Butterfly. Oh. And then her beeper goes off and she's like, oh, sorry. Um, and starts crawling over the seats uh, and you know, the next thing you know, she's in the hospital running down the corridor in her gigantic gown. Like, I don't know why we have to get dressed up to go to the opera. Like, it seems an uncomfortable thing to wear, to sit in a seat for four and a half hours and watch people sing. I've been to the opera. I quite enjoy it. Uh, My first opera I ever went to was Eugene Onegin, uh, which is one, one of Tchaikovsky's handful of operas um it's really beautiful music but nothing happens i mean it's very russian it's like nothing happens nothing happens i'm having a duel uh i'm writing you a letter but i'm not actually going to do anything anyway uh you don't need to hear about my opera excursions um madam butterfly is playing the whole time uh so grace is in the hospital uh you know getting into her scrubs but still wearing her gown like she's just putting like a like a like scrubs on top of her gown. It's weird. Like, it's just like a coat on top of... Like, I'm like, just take your gown off, love. Like, how hard is it? Anyway, she's got her, her cap on and her gloves are done and someone's holding a phone up to her ear and she's, try, like, trying to say, Brian, I'm on call. What do you expect? Anyway, Brian's furious and he dumps her over the phone. I know, devastating. And I'm going to leave you there because... This is a very long thing and we're gonna to have to do it next week. Oh my god, what a what a cliffhanger. Brian's dumped Grace over the phone. You don't care, do you? <laughs>